0: The Chinese government has recently been cracking down on some foreign companies.
1: Chinese police reportedly raided the U.S. management consulting firm Bain & Company's offices in Shanghai.
0: In China, a new crackdown is underway, an anti-spy crackdown. The victims are consultancy firms, foreign consultancy firms. The latest one is CapVision Partners. It's headquartered in Shanghai. Its offices across China are being raided. The crackdowns are making some foreign businesses in China nervous. Here's our colleague Dan Strumpf, who's based in Hong Kong.
2: I think these actions have really put the foreign business community on edge. There's a lot of uncertainty among the foreign business community around sort of where the quote unquote red lines now lie. And so it sort of sends a chill around kind of the question of what what's allowed right now in China, what practices are allowed that were once sort of considered, you know, pretty basic, but now seems to suddenly be under the crosshairs of the
1: authorities.
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, May 10th. Coming up on the show, why doing business in China might be getting harder. The kind of companies China is zeroing in on are foreign consulting firms. It's a type of business that other foreign companies hire when they want to do business in China. Like, say, open a factory, for instance.
2: Foreign consulting firms are kind of instrumental to the foreign business community in China. You know, they perform functions like helping you sort of make connections on the ground and ensure that, you know, all of your... Business practices are up to compliance, both under Chinese law, but also under U.S. law. Who is the business partner that you're dealing with? Are they legit? Do they have any kind of bad legal records that might raise red flags back at home? Are their senior executives, you know, uh, free of any kind of criminal history? Really basic stuff like this.
0: So it sounds like these companies are kind of like tour guides for American and other foreign businesses that want to come to China. It's like, here's the lay of the land. Here's businesses that are reputable. Here's businesses that aren't. Here's how you can operate here. And they're just they're just like guides that understand the local market.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, in many ways, they are kind of tour guides. Many of these firms provide other services, too. I mean they'll they'll gather business intelligence, you know, local markets, local competitors, rivals, potential partners. And, you know, your pretty standard analysis of local business conditions. Sometimes they'll provide an analysis of local political conditions as well, and, and you know, just kind of act as intermediaries, operators, tour guides,
0: as you said, getting business done. These due diligence firms don't just help foreign companies understand the lay of the land in China. They also help make sure they don't run afoul of U.S. sanctions.
2: You've got, over the last few years, just a huge array of new sanctions coming out of Washington on Chinese businesses, on the way that business can be done in China, sanctions on governing supply chains coming out of China, in particular coming out of the Xinjiang region, where China's been accused of illegal forced labor practices. And so you've got this more and more complicated web of rules and sanctions kind of governing how to do business in China coming out of the U.S. at a time when China is also becoming more concerned about the ways that foreigners operate, really raising the need to make sure that, you know, all your ducks
0: are in a row when you're doing business in China. Over the past few decades, these firms have allowed foreign businesses to flourish. But more recently, China seems to have grown wary of them. The signals have been, I think, quite
2: subtle. But in hindsight, there, there have been signs that China has been growing more protective over its control of information and information that flows to the outside world. I mean, these are entities that are on the ground in China, gathering information, looking into things, rooting around, rummaging around on the ground,
0: talking to people. A few weeks ago, China updated its espionage laws— and did so in a way that made these due diligence firms concerned. It essentially
2: broadens the definition of espionage to a whole much wider category of activities that some in the foreign business community say seems pretty potentially sort of everyday mundane business behavior. I mean, and it's also broadening the category of what the state can sort of look into and what authorities can can seize from people, electronics and computers and things like this sort of digital assets and heightened sort of cybersecurity concerns. The law essentially is widening
0: the net around what the state considers potential acts of espionage. Around the same time, China also started putting pressure on some of those due diligence firms.
1: Chinese authorities raiding the office of a U.S. firm in Beijing and detaining five of its local staff. U.S. corporate due diligence firm Mintz Group reported the incident late Thursday and since closed its Beijing office.
2: You start to get news of some of these raids and police visits that start to happen among some of these foreign consulting firms in China. In March, we get word that a company called Mintz Group was raided by the authorities and five of its staff members in Beijing were detained. About a month later, news breaks that the office of Bain, the management consulting company, was visited by authorities and some electronics were taken.
0: As relations between Beijing and Washington continue to deteriorate, US consultancy giant Bain says Chinese police have visited its office in Shanghai. The firm says it is cooperating with authorities where appropriate.
2: And in just the last few weeks, we've had news emerge that a company called CapVision was also visited by the authorities.
0: And not only did Chinese authorities visit CapVision, they also brought a TV crew. So a couple days ago, CCTV,
2: which is the main sort of state broadcaster in China, came out with uh, a news program, sort of the equivalent of 60 Minutes in the U.S., Broadcast the whole segment essentially documenting the blow by blow of the authorities' visit to CapVision offices in China.
1: 很好观众朋友, 近年来, you know, if
2: you watch the program, I mean it's you can really tell it's quite obvious. I mean, they were brought along for the visit. I mean, they were there at the invitation of, of the authorities. And it's very clear that, you know, that was intentional and that they wanted to send a message that the conduct that they're looking into and the types of activities that this company was up to is really under scrutiny.
1: So it's
2: really not clear where these investigations are going just yet. Whether they result in charges, whether they result in any kind of forcing of these companies to, to close down or, or expulsion of any staff
0: members, it's possible that things go in that direction. The companies acknowledged that they were visited by Chinese authorities and said they were cooperating. Mintz group said it closed its Beijing office after the raid. And CapVision posted a statement online in China saying it would resolutely abide by China's national security regulations. And so the message that is sort of being broadcast from
2: this report and from the public nature of this report is that, hey, we're taking secrets really seriously right now in China.
0: Just how seriously and what that means for American businesses? That's after the break. Why do you think China is cracking down like this or trying to send this message?
2: So, you know, it, in many ways, we're reading between
0: the lines here, but
2: it's very clear that the administration of Xi Jinping and Beijing in general it views a growing number of sectors, of areas in China as increasingly sensitive and that it doesn't want foreigners looking into. And it doesn't want outsiders prying into. And it's, Areas like, you know, the semiconductor industry, the energy industry, areas that China is trying to sort of protect, develop, nurture,
0: and that have been targeted by the United States. It's unclear what industries the firms that were rated were gathering information on. So the message is kind of like, you can continue to gather information for foreign businesses, but you just don't go sniffing around, around semiconductors or energy or certain parts of the economy that the government thinks are more sensitive.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the general message, but it hasn't been spelled out quite so cleanly, right? This And this is part of the concern among the foreign business community is that there hasn't been a clear message about what is or is not allowed. All we can do is surmise based on, you know, some of the actions that have been taken.
0: So how might this impact these kinds of due diligence consulting companies? I think you're going to see a lot more caution among some of these firms in terms of the work
2: that they do. And I think you're going to see, as well, a heightened level of concern coming from some of their clients that work with them about what is and isn't allowed and what areas they are and aren't looking into. It's not been spelled out clearly where the red lines are for these companies. And the concern, and I've heard this from a lot of companies, the real concern is that you know, you get contracted to do a basic rudimentary due diligence check on the ground for a foreign business, and you're you're rummaging through databases, you're going through public records, you're talking to people and asking your everyday questions that you've been asking for years, and all of a sudden you veer into some area that's suddenly sensitive. You ask the wrong question or you come across something, you come across some piece of information that draws the attention of the authorities, and then you're caught up in an investigation yourself unwittingly. This is the real fear that a lot of these companies are now confronting when it comes to this sort of work.
0: So what do you think this will mean for foreign companies that want to operate in China in general? I think it will make it more difficult
2: for foreign companies to operate in China. And it's actually quite confusing to a lot of companies operating in China because you've gotten a real series of mixed messages from Beijing in the last couple of months. I mean, this is all happening just months after China has has dropped all of its COVID controls and essentially reopened for business. And you've had a lot of very high-level government officials in China tell the world, we need foreign investment, come back, we're open for business again, please invest. And so the messaging has been very confusing. And you hear this from a lot of foreign companies in China, like, do you want us here or not? And give us a straight answer because the, it seems like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing.
0: So if China sending these sort of mixed messages right now, what does it stand to lose if the message that gets received the loudest by foreign businesses is be careful and, and maybe you're not super welcome here? It really stands to lose foreign businesses and it really can't afford that. The foreign business community
2: has long relied on China that it was always going to reliably make money from, you know, either selling to its massive consumer market or relying on, you know, sort of a low cost supply chain of labor and factories. But you are seeing over the last couple of years real serious questions being asked among foreign businesses? Do we need to be so reliant on China for everything that we do? Are there other countries where perhaps we can turn to? And so while you're not seeing, you know, kind of a wholesale pick up and and leave, and you know, there's a good chance that these sorts of actions are just going to kind of raise that question and raise that concern to a higher level.
0: What does this say about the state of U.S.-China relations? Well, U.S.-China relations are
2: absolutely at their lowest point in years, and this is another example of that. You got to remember that the U.S. has, over the last few years, leveled a huge number of sanctions on Chinese businesses and on Chinese sectors. And in many ways, you can see this as the latest in a tit-for-tat between the U.S. and China. I mean, the U.S. has been leveling sanctions on China for a long time. And China doesn't have as many levers to pull against the U.S. I mean, it it can sanction U.S. businesses. But, you know, in many ways, the U.S. has a lot more buttons to push. And this is one button that China can push. and, And so they're pushing it. And so it's really a reflection of how dire relations have really become.
0: That's all for today, Wednesday, May 10th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Lingling Wei. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.